So the season 3 finale of Westworld wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. It certainly wasn't as bad as the season 8 finale to Game of Thrones, but I feel like this episode really could have been better than it was. And my perfect description for how I'm feeling about it was just underwhelmed. That being said, season 4, looking forward to it, but we've got to wait till I think 2022, so that's a bit of a shame. However, getting stuck into this episode, I'm going to go through the good, then I'm going to go through the bad I had with this episode, and then give my overall verdict at the end. Uh, just first, if you could like and subscribe, it'd be much appreciated. Now with the good, the uh, title of the episode is Crisis Theory, and it again is a reference to the chaos occurring in the world at the moment and how they want the world to burn to the ground so they can rebuild it back you know even better later we catch up with william stubbs and bernard from when we left them last episode uh william shoots stubbs with the shotgun uh but bernard manages to take him out and then the sfpd shows up and surprisingly lawrence was in the car and tells bernard that he's one of the big keys to the puzzle so i thought that was a really interesting way to start the episode i found it funny how bernard basically just left stubbs bleeding out for the rest of this episode and he keeps telling him that he has to do certain things first before he patches him up so Caleb goes to this warehouse to bring Dolores back. I wasn't sure if Dolores was going to come back, you know, at the beginning of this episode, or what was going to happen with her, because I wasn't really sure what that AMP meant for a whole bunch of things. Um, and maybe someone could help me out. I don't really know, obviously, what AMPs do. I thought that they disable all electronic devices in the vicinity. But Maeve is brought back later. Caleb still has his phone. He still has that thumb drive. And he has his earpiece. And that all still seems to be working. So I don't really understand what an EMP takes out, and can you just bring the thing back later? So like Solomon, could he just be brought back, just like Maeve was? I don't, I don't really get all that. Either way, Kayla brings Dolores back, uh, but brings her back with her original metal body. So that is much stronger than those sort of white synthetic material that they use to print them now. Uh, because the early models were built to last. And I'm glad this paid off, because when she was first putting on her skin, I was thinking, she must be so hard to the touch, because she has this metal frame just below this thin layer of skin. Like, I thought originally on the metal frame that they'd have padding or something to give it sort of the cushioning human feel to it, but she'd be so cold and hard to the touch that I was like, well, this is very random. Why are they showing us this? But then luckily it did pay off later um, when she was allowed to block Maeve's sword swing, because obviously she's got the metal arm, whereas if she was using her old body, she'd be much more vulnerable. Uh, to attack. It was also cool to see how Delos had been storing the military's personnel data, like they did with the visitors, through using hosts in their training and then having implants inside the hats, obviously, when they're in the park, but then inside their military helmets when they're doing their training. Uh, this is where we see Caleb and Dolores' actual first meeting, where Caleb effectively stops Dolores from getting physically or sexually assaulted by the other soldiers. I think Dolores must have uh, read about Caleb when she was looking through those books in the forge from season two. So Charlotte shows how she's going to be the villain for season four, most likely, as she projects herself into Lord Dolores' mind. Uh, Charlotte also hacks Dolores after the battle with Maeve, which I found quite interesting. So because of all these things that Dolores had implemented in all of her spin-offs, uh, Charlotte's got quite a high level of access to Dolores' functions. We also get this great twist with uh, Bernard visiting Arnold's wife. He expresses regret just like he is Arnold, and he has his family memories. So her and Charlie do actually feel real to him as his true family. And obviously we saw Bernard speaking to, I guess, an imaginary version of themselves on that sort of fake broadcast in season one when he'd speak to her all the time. Uh, this leads to Bernard actually uploading his consciousness to the Sublime later on in the episode. The part of the main story's conclusion I liked was how the thumb drive was actually probably a diversion, as Dolores actually had Solomon's plan in her mind and was able to upload it to Rehobram. So the last thing I really liked about this episode were the post credit scenes. They were really great. So the first one is with the man in black, and he's back in his black outfit. He has this great entry into the Delos building, killing the guard, and goes down to the research lab where Charlotte is printing a ton of new hosts. Charlotte purposefully keeps her arm burnt, which I thought was, was kind of interesting. It looked pretty cool. Host William comes out of the shadows, though, and appears to kill the real William. Now, we don't actually see William completely dead, 
So it's entirely possible that he is still alive, but I mean, he got his throat slit, so it's highly likely that he does die. And if he does die, I'm all for this, as the host will just be pure man in black. And that's my favourite version of Ed Harris's portrayal, just because season one was just like this ruthless William who would just kill anything in his way. And that's really what this sort of host William comes across as. He's just pure man in black. So then we get a second but much shorter post credit scene. Uh, we see Bernard waking up, and him and the whole room is coated in this real thick layer of dust, which looked really fantastic, implying that he's been in the sublime for an extremely long time. And I'm trying to think whether this could be like the William post-credit scene from season two, where it's just far in the future and that's the end of that, or whether it could actually be where season four uh, picks up, because I'm trying to think of who would be alive. So if Ed Harris's real-life William is actually dead, then... They could do a time jump because host William would just look exactly the same. Charlotte would look exactly the same. Dolores would look exactly the same. The only person that would have actually aged, I feel like, out of the main cast that's left would be Caleb. So that's the only thing that would stop me from thinking that they will do a time jump next season. But it's highly likely that they could because really Caleb's the only person that has sort of an aging problem going forward because everyone's going to look exactly the same as they do now. But if we do get a time jump, I really want to see sort of, you know, big battle because that's the final thing that was good about this episode is season four sounds like once again that it has absolutely fantastic potential. And I'm not someone who's going to complain about Westworld until it's as good as season one. I don't ever expect it to be as good as season one because let's be honest, this show is completely different now. And, you know, I didn't mind that at all at first, really, to be honest. It was just this final episode I didn't like. So this show is completely different now. So I don't expect it to be anything like season one ever again. But with season four... I want to see the world burn. I just don't want to jump forward into this new sort of time period and everything's burnt down. And now they're just starting from scratch. Like, I want to see the downfall of humanity. That would be absolutely unbelievable. Especially because the technical aspects of this show are so magnificent. The directing, the cinematography, the visual effects, all of it is so brilliant that I would love to see downfall of humanity because it would be so visceral, I think, in this show. Now, moving on to the bad, it was that it was aggressively okay. So I said that at the beginning. It's because it was. This, it wasn't a dreadful episode by any means. And this, you know, this is not Game of Thrones level finale bad or anything but it also was quite a bit of a letdown and I think the best way to describe this episode would be just underwhelming it was an underwhelming episode all the theories all the thoughts of oh what this all plan could might be or you know what was Caleb here for it was all just meh so going into more detail on the problems I had the first problem was the problem I had with this entire season so the only problem I had with the whole season was Maeve she was such a strong-willed character, and you always understood her motivations in season one and two. Uh, but this season, I didn't buy into her motivations really at all. I understand that she loves her fake daughter, but she was just the Terminator-style soldier for Serac this whole season, for such a service-level motivation. And this was proven as she switches allegiances just on an absolute dime in the final episode, when she finds out that the Dolores isn't just trying to purge all humans from the Earth. Like, her entire season-long arc could have been finished if Dolores just explained what she was doing or allowed her to see the motivations in her head like she asked. Like, it wasn't like Serac was offering her anything that only Serac could provide. Dolores, if given the right resources, could give Maeve everything she's ever wanted. So it's not like she had to follow Serac because Serac was exclusively the person who could reignite her with her daughter and give her the life she always wanted. Serac wasn't. She was just the person who, at that point in time, was the only one who could do it. Really. Without the threat of it all being taken away in an instant. This whole season, I just found myself saying, Maeve, relax. Like, why are you this angry? And why are you trying to kill everybody? Like, what the hell are you doing? Anyway, moving on from there. So we then find out that Serac is a real person. Because I thought maybe he might be a projection from Rehoboam. But I was really hoping that wasn't the case. So we find out he is a real person, which is I, which is what I wanted. But he's Rehoboam's puppet, effectively. So it's effectively the same thing. And while he is a real person, he gave up his right to choose. So this is supposed to be, like, juxtaposed with Caleb, who has chosen for his capacity to choose like, but honestly, I didn't really like that at all. 
because Serac was the best new addition to this show in season three, and the character seemed to have so much real agency about him, making all these decisions no matter the consequences, even putting his brother away or freezing him, whatever he did, killing Liam Dempsey Sr., and he was, you know, the richest man, and he had so much power. So you sort of felt like he was this guy who had this idealized world in his head, and you sort of understood where he was coming from, even though you disagreed with him, and he was sort of pushing his vision on the world, and nothing was going to stop him, and he had understandable motivations and everything. However, that was all just completely erased, I feel like, with this reveal. As he's simply just a machine yes-man existing just so Dolores wasn't just fighting a computer this whole season. Like, I really like Serac, but I feel like they ruined him with this twist, honestly. Caleb was also just a guy who could choose. Like, that was his story. I thought his story was going to be a much better and more significant story than that. So many theories around whether Caleb was actually Caleb or whether he'd been replaced by, like, Serac's brother but given Caleb's memories or something, and then that's why his mother didn't recognize him, but actually she just has dementia, so that's why she doesn't recognize him, and he knows to choose between good and bad. Like, that's the most simple and basic version of every single story that I was thinking about in my head. I'm not saying that the stuff that I'm imagining in my head has to come true, and that's not exclusively to him, it's just because he chose between good over bad in front of Dolores when she was still a host in the military camp, so she wasn't raped. Like, that's it. That's, that's his entire story. He was chose because he stopped Dolores from getting raped. So he's, Caleb's all of a sudden, instead of being this sort of special character that has hidden secrets about his past, he's, he's just an everyman who's a relatively good guy who does have a predisposition to excessive violence. Cool. So I liked season three the entire time, with my only complaint being Maeve, but the finale has given me answers I didn't really like, and I don't think were worthwhile to what the story made me watch eight hours of. I mean, if you liked them, that's cool. I just didn't. I think this episode was going to bring to an end a complex and compelling story arc, but it just didn't. So my final verdict overall is I was underwhelmed and disappointed by the final episode, lowering my overall opinion of season three, seeing where it all the uh, stories ended up. So I'd give this episode a 72 out of 100 because it was still put together beautifully by every single department involved. However, I just didn't like the story. Uh, I'd give season three a 77 out of 100, and originally I probably would have given it an 85 out of 100, something like that. And to put that in perspective, I'd probably give Westworld Season 1 like a 92, 95 out of 100. And look, I still will watch Season 4 because this show has so much potential and the people behind it are so talented. But they just seem to be missing the mark these past two seasons and missing out on such great potential because they have great ideas. I just don't think they're executing as highly as they could be. Season 4, however, won't be out until about 2022, probably releasing at the same time of year. So we won't see that for a while. Um, anyway, guys, if you like the video, make sure you like it. If you disliked it, I mean, dislike it and tell me why I'm wrong in the comments. You know, that's perfectly fine. If you agree with me, though, tell me why you agree with me in the comments. Make sure to subscribe. But otherwise, just thank you for watching, guys. Bye.